Hello and welcome to the Biz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for June 26, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by our outstanding Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Majak. This week, we'll tell you about the top news stories on the Diz, including the latest on Disneyland's fight to keep low-cost housing from being built in Anaheim. Kevin Close will review a new Disney guidebook that was just released titled The Complete Walt Disney World. In our Forum Watch segment, we'll tell you what threads we're following on our discussion boards this week. And Bob Barley will give us some tips for taking pictures in the parks, especially shooting fireworks. And we'll award another prize this month to one of our listeners. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and your emails on this edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that you can... Uh, uh, you should really follow along with uh, our discussions on our uh, discussion forum on disboards.com. We have a Diz Unplugged podcast discussion forum, which is becoming uh, more and more active every <laughs> week. And I love the uh, I love the discussion on uh, our catchphrases. It's funny. Like you it. have made us all very self-conscious. <laughs> I don't have any. I only have me. one. I have none. I Corey doesn't yeah, have Bob any. Bob has none. I don't have catchphrases. Yeah, Corey doesn't have any. On air. At all. Now, those of us with catchphrases. <laughs> we'll have a t-shirt soon. Oh, those t-shirts are fun. <laughs> There's some funny, some funny stuff there. So just want to remind everybody, make sure you go out and check out our, uh, our forum. So, All right, getting started with the news this week. Number three, Florida recaptures its title as the top tourist destination. After falling to number two last year on the list of most popular vacation destinations, Florida is once again the most popular tourist destination in the U.S., with the Gulf Coast being the most popular area behind the Florida Keys and Orlando. This according to a recent survey by Orlando-based travel marketing firm YPB&R. The survey showed that 30% of vacationers plan to visit Florida in the next two years, just edging out California, which came in at 28%. California was the winner in last year's survey, and Florida tourism officials blame that on the active hurricane season we experienced in 2005. Now, I'm not really sure that I buy uh, the Gulf Coast and the Keys are more popular destinations in Florida than Orlando is. Oh, right? really? I wasn't that Did surprised. Did you say that came in just behind? No. No, no they came in The Gulf Coast was first, uh, Florida Keys were second, hmm. and then Orlando was third. Well, it doesn't surprise me, but <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Keys and the Gulf Coast. Well, right. It's not I mean, big, though. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying from, you know, just in terms of sheer number of people, you can't tell me that the Gulf Coast really has more tourists coming every year than Disney does. It's a more affordable vacation. Right. There's also hundreds of miles of Gulf Coast. Yeah, that's true, too. From the Panhandle all the way down to Naples, Florida. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's I say, quite a large area. Yeah. Your spring breakers tend to go to the East, I mean, yeah, the, the East Coast more. I mean, the West Coast, Gulf side. So. That's a lot of people. And I'm surprised this is all ahead of Vegas. I thought Vegas was well, number one. I think that's listed as family destination, isn't it? Um, I don't believe so. Just said most popular tourist destination. Oh, okay. Hmm. Sorry. And then again, you know, the, the firm doing it is a Orlando-based travel marketing <laughs> firm. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we got to take that with it. I just thought it was an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, article, so... All right, number two this week. A few weeks ago, we talked about how Disneyland is fighting an attempt by the Anaheim City Council to build nearly 1,500 apartments and condominiums for low-income housing. Well, Disneyland was able to get enough petition signatures to challenge the zoning change, forcing the council to repeal its decision and to put the matter before voters later this year. Disney, through the organization titled Save Our Anaheim Resort Area, was able to gather more than 21,000 signatures, 1,000 more than needed, 
in an effort to block the construction of the housing units, which it says will seriously threaten Disney's expansion plans for the area. Those expansion plans include a third theme park and additional hotels. The city council narrowly approved a zoning change in April that would have permitted 1,275 condos and 225 apartments for low-income families on 26 acres just off Catella Avenue in Anaheim. Disney has also filed a lawsuit to challenge the proposed development. So they've really been, they've really been bringing out the big guns to fight this. They do not want these houses built. They do not want them built. Who do they think is going to live there? Cast members are going to live there. The people who are going to work in their theme parks. They want the 26 acres. Well, well then ex- go and buy them. Well, <laughs> go bid right more now, for them. They can't do that. Uh, but that's what they, I think they want is those 26 acres too. Well, I, I mean, I can understand from one standpoint. I can understand where, where Disney's coming from, not wanting these built in their backyard. But at the same time. I think it's pretty nervy. It is. It's, it's a really nervy thing. And I think, you know. 1,500 low-cost housing units that would benefit cast members in particular. Just in general, low-income housing families. Right. Not just cast members, anybody who needs a house. Why shouldn't shouldn't low-income families have the opportunity to live in decent areas? Because low-income families won't go to Disneyland. Yeah. Well, maybe they will if they live across the street. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's still (laughs) crazy to go to Disneyland. Disneyland is just my neighbor. (laughs) I've never been there. If you were going to sell those, wouldn't you give them all an annual pass? (laughs) <laughs> just to get Disney upset. Every unit you buy, you get an annual pass. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, um, I mean, not living out there, I don't know how much I can say on whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, but I can see both sides of the issue here. It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. I'd like to see a third theme park, personally. Low-income I'd like to see some more hotels, some Low, more Disney Low-income land? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Well, I would like to see more Disney hotels built. Uh, out there, it's. I mean, there's no shortage of hotels, you know, that aren't Disney. But let's face it, the Disney hotels are pretty well. The Paradise Pier is new. Before they the build Disneyland a theme, Hotel a in Great California is awesome. I agree. Before they build a third theme park, they have to put something in California Adventure besides a roller coaster. They've got to fill that one up first. Mm. Oh, really? I like California. Look at I like ele- California. They Adventure. have an elevator. I like the giant orange that you can swing in, and the roller. I mean, not the roller coaster, the Ferris wheel. Oh, that, that, that twisted Ferris it's wheel? scary Ferris wheel. Yeah, that is never in a million years. I have a terrible fear of heights. And oh, uh, Diana and I were on that. When your cart goes flying yeah. the opposite way, you're like, oh. Diana and I went out there, and we got on that scary uh, Ferris wheel. And we looked at it, and we said, okay, that's not too bad. And we watched the cars move back and forth. We got in the car and <laughs> went, started to go up. And we got to the point where the car car actually moved oh my god it was like no, are di- you belted in in this thing no, no. You you're just sitting around. there and it's like Di- diana and i yeah. we came from the, the middle of the thing and went, it went to the outside and it was like oh my god diana turned into spider woman she, she, like, she just her like arms and legs, her arms and legs went of the thing. flying up and she just froze right there and she started screaming and it was like i was trying to take pictures from up there and it was like I'm trying to hold on to the camera, trying to hold on to her, and and still get my arms and legs out to free myself because it's scary. But I'm saying, and then I'm saying to myself, well, why aren't all these other people screaming? My brother, who's pretty tough, 
flipped out on it also. Oh, really? it's like, yeah. So so we went around and we went up to the top and we started coming back down and the thing started moving back and in, inside and out again. And we got down to the bottom and I was asking the guy to let us out. And it was like we went by the platform to let out and Diana all of a sudden she doesn't freak out very often, but she just started screaming, and they had to actually back it up. I've never <laughs> saw her back up before. She was screaming. And as we're getting out, she said, the guy says to her, which word didn't you understand when it said, this cot moves? And it's like, okay. Yeah, Not only you- am I scared. Out of my but wits. now you're giving me attitude. But now he's giving me attitude. That's so, what you want to hear when you're frightened. A snippy cast member. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he, he puts us, he puts us in the cot that doesn't move, which wasn't too bad. But how much he, longer is the story? It, <laughs> this is it. Oh, That's only, it. Only one or two more things. <laughs> oh, easy, easy. I'm gonna need a nap. Wait, 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 wait. Oh wait. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to go really big. Okay, what is that? <laughs> is it that's, a train? That's a train. Oh. Oh, Bob brought his own sound effects. I brought my own oh. sound effects. Suddenly we're the morning zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need okay. a, I need a Okay, my story's over now. <laughs> Sorry. But the stationary cart was better. Oh, much better. Okay, good. Oh. Thanks for summing that up for us. <laughs> <laughs> Diana was really scared. Oh. Well, I so, would never go on. So I had childhood I. trauma on a... Uh, I, I would never go back to California Adventure. Oh, I thought it was a great big old waste of time. No, oh, I love California yeah, it's Adventure. Great. I just don't I, go on forever. It's open, too. It's not, you know, you're not all claustrophobic it's a walking walk. around. Yeah. Well, you got, go you to got, a boardwalk. Yeah. Right. I, I got one picture on my feet. That was it. <laughs> Hold them up. All right. Well, let's move on to the number one story this week. Uh, increased security at Downtown Disney. In response to recent incidents, Disney has decided to beef up their security at Downtown Disney. Specifically, they're looking to weed out some of the teens and young adults from the local area who tend to hang out there. In fact, the Orlando Sentinel has reported that more trespass warrants were issued in a two-day period last week than had been issued in the previous five and a half months. In all 50 teens, 50-5-0, have been banned from Disney property forever. A Disney spokesperson says the crackdown is aimed at the, quote, gang-like presence that has been present at downtown Disney, end quote. The Orange County Sheriff is saying that this increase is not in response to any one incident, but from ongoing problems that downtown Disney has been having with local teenagers. According to one Orange County Sheriff, some teams have been bothering and harassing guests as they walk around. Some are claiming that Disney is only targeting minorities in its crackdown. The Sentinel reported that 40 of the trespass warnings issued, of the, of four, that of 40 of the trespass warnings that were issued, none were issued to any white teenagers. But... I don't know what that has to do with no. this is, with it necessarily. This is brilliant Disney marketing at its best. It really is. We had this new story about people being taken, and now you have an increased security force to make everyone feel warm and fuzzy and safe again about being at Disney. And yeah, and it is. I I just I'll say it again. You know, I think Disney security has always been top notch. I oh, have yeah. never felt unsafe. Anywhere on Disney property. I think part of the problem is that they opened up Pleasure Island yes. to everybody. And that while the clubs have age restrictions in them, you no longer have age restrictions to get on the island. Right. You no longer have any uh, turnstiles to go through to right. get on the island. A fee to get on and the what's island. happened is you've turned an adult spot into an all-ages spot. Mm-hmm. And that right there, I mean, when I was a teenager, that would have been attractive to me. 
and trying to sneak into the clubs and right. trying to do all those so things. So I think part of the problem is that that's happened. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, they need to put the turnstiles back up. Yeah, they do. You know what? They, they also removed the big screen TVs where a lot of... Uh, a lot of the young ones would just congregate around the big screen TVs where they'd play the music videos and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Those are all gone now, so they're they're trying to keep the traffic moving. Well, you know what? Just put the turnstiles back up and let those who are there to actually participate the way they should be, let them enjoy themselves with big screen TVs and loud music. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think part of the problem is I think Disney saw the success of City Walk. Oh, yeah. And City Walk doesn't have a turnstile. You have a club admission, not a City Walk admission. Right. And, but Disney never built Pleasure Island for that. No. It's not interspersed with the stores and the places to eat. It was built as a big old open-air nightclub with special clubs. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is they've taken that away. So there's nothing else for them to do except congregate and hang out. Exactly. So I don't, I don't think it's the same thing. And, but I don't, I don't feel as safe at City Walk as I do at downtown disney and pleasure island you know oh, i don't i don't i don't i've never felt unsafe at city walk either me neither i've been there many yeah. times i don't know where where you get i'm gonna be from. honest with you we're not there at night i, I don't you know i don't well, go city, night clubbing anymore city walk at night can be a little sketchy especially around the theater yeah you know, yeah well theater. you know so can so can downtown disney oh, right. around I mean, the amc i mean there's you know I, mean, I know what these people are talking about i've seen some of these people who look like Gangbangers, whatever like you want to call them. I mean, and it is kind of uncomfortable and nerving, especially when they're like eyeballing you and you're like, are they going to jump me or what's going to go happen? You know? And, you know, well, you know, I, I'm going to sound like crotchety old man here, but, you know, I don't care whether you're white, black, Hispanic, what you are. You're going to dress like a thug. You're going to act like a thug. You're going to get treated like a thug. Yeah. You wear your jeans you down to your kneecaps. Yeah. Not. If you don't want to get, if you don't want to get tossed out, if you don't want security bothering you, don't look like you've got something else going on. So, I don't, like I said, I, I, the Sentinel article went into the whole uh, the racial aspect of it, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. Disney's not just targeting minorities to get them out. They're targeting anybody they think is causing problems. And if they're just people who are just hanging around, these kids are just hanging around, loitering around downtown Disney. It's not just Pleasure Island. It's over on West Side as mm-hmm. well. Doesn't yeah. seem to be as bad at Marketplace. There's nothing at Marketplace, I guess, you know, that local teenagers want to want to do, so... Marketplace is Disney. <laughs> yeah, right. Ariba Brothers. <laughs> Let's go get boutique. Let's go play with the crystal. <laughs> yeah. Let's go get boutique. So, but I think that it, I just think that now you've got this thing out there that says, "Oh, now Disney's going to make sure there aren't groups of teens congregating." Well, that makes families feel safer. Mm-hmm. That makes people feel no, safer. And I applaud them. And whether they were doing anything or they weren't doing anything, now mm-hmm. you've got this perception that it's. A safer place to Exactly. Go. I just think it's important for people to realize that that's exactly what this is. This is a public relations thing that they're doing mm-hmm. because there was never any problem with the security before this. No, it's a spin over that last story. Right. That last story scared people. That last fake story mm-hmm. scared people. And this is Disney's way of spinning it. Good. Well, I'm, I mean, anything they can do to improve security, make people feel safer, that's great. But like I said, I personally... I have no fears walking around downtown Disney. I have no fears walking around City Walk oh. at night. And, you know. All right, that's going to do it for the news this week, folks. We're going to move on and do our rapid-fire segment for this week. And who would like to... I'm be- stealing back my first place spot. Boy, I didn't even get it out. <laughs> just a- <laughs> well, you guys are always beating me to it these days. But mine's exciting because I'm a soap fan, not an ABC soap fan. But the ABC Super Soap Weekend is coming up November 10th and 11th, and they've already um, 
announced the location for the Fast Passes, which they'll start distributing at 8 o'clock at MGM Studios. Doesn't give me a date, though. What day it's going to be doing that? The day, each day they do it. Oh, okay. Well, then each day. I'm going to go get my Susan Lucci Fast Pass. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to let you guys know which uh, (laughs) I told you you she's not going to be there. It's going to be leftover skin from a last facelift. (laughs) Oh, gee. That that needs to be rehabbed. (laughs) (laughs) Those those lines do form earlier, like this. What on Susan Lucci's face? (laughs) (laughs) Susan Lucci's face. No, so fans can be pretty hardcore. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Is this thing on? Is this thing on? But no, the lines for the autograph session is same thing with Star Wars. Oh, I'm sure. If this was NBC Days of Our Lives, I'd be there with bells on. But it, <laughs> that would make you easier. They to start. Find. They, <laughs> I'll be waiting outside, Julie. <laughs> they no, start forming it like three or four in the morning, and like you said for Star Wars, right. so I want so, people to be aware who we're going to be doing yeah, this to stop, be up and get in line. Start but, getting um, in line now. Theme park admission is required for your own location. Autograph Fast Pass. All my children autograph Fast Passes are being distributed at the Lights, Motor, Action, Extreme Stunt Show. One Life to Live can be picked up at Star Tours. General Hospital will be at Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. And each member of your party that wants to get an autograph has to have this Fast Pass. And there are limited numbers, so first come, first serve. And, um... Your fast pass will tell you what time you get your autograph. The last time I watched General Hospital, Luke and Laura got married. I don't know anything about back? ABC soaps. Anything. Yeah, they were, but yeah, but they're like it's like geriatric in home. It's geriatric <laughs> Luke and Laura. It's the geriatric wing of General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more thing. They don't know which stars or which celebrities are going to be there yet, but um, I'm sure they'll be announcing that within the next several months. Cool. I bet Susan Lucci's going to be there. She would be the only one that I would know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you, Mrs. I'm Martin. I'm Lucci line. We'll go. <laughs> Bob. Pete, I have uh, Swan and Dolphin 2,000 rates. Uh, That's good. That was seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. 2008? You said 2000. Eight. Nope. No, you left off the eight. <laughs> you said you had them for 2,000. That okay. would be considered old news. <laughs> okay. Boy, oh, boy. Bob can't. Bob can't get I a walked break. In the, Bob can't I walked in. in the room today, and it was like I had a target on my chest, and it's been going that way. Anyway, Swan and Dolphin have 2008 rates out through. Uh, you can book up to June 30th, 2008. Cool. That's and early this year. Yeah, I've been trying to get them to get them to us, so we did that, and. They have gone out and given the discounts for the uh, teachers, nurse, government, uh, AAA, annual pass holder, entertainment. And just to give you an idea, in January, all the dates, except for a few, uh, are included. So pretty much the whole month of January, including Martin Luther King weekend, which is... Really, is it uh, like Star Wars weekend? <laughs> you need a fast pass. <laughs> oh my god! No, but it, it's a it's a it's a big weekend. He wasn't even people. alive in two thousand. Oh my it just, god! It just struck me, and I'm sorry. It just you said Martin Luther King weekend. I'm like, is that like Star Wars weekend? Okay. Anyway, all the kids come dressed up. <laughs> Take a breath. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry we hijacked her. They did it to me too, Bob. I'm expecting it. Well, it's not you. Just we're not making fun of you. We're I understand that. We are a little. Oh. <laughs> uh. Okay. You, you ready? Continue now. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know where to start. You were saying uh, uh, January. All but a few dates in January are available for the discounts. What's the price? It's uh, for teacher, nurse, and government worker. It's one ninety nine during uh, peak season, which runs from January first to May third, and then it's one seventy nine. For teacher, nurse, and uh, government worker from May 3rd to June. It's somewhere around the 14th. And then um, it's 159 from June 19th to June 30th. And that's for teacher, nurse, and government. Uh, annual pass holder is a little more in January. It's 214.50 uh, for the uh, January 3rd to May 3rd. And then it drops to 194, May 4th to June 15th, and then 184. Take a look now to book those discounts because they're not going to stay there. All those dates, you're going to start, they'll chip away at them. And it's not like I'm going to wait and see if something else develops. Those discounts are just going to go away. And Exactly. So, so I advise people spend them, take a one-night deposit, Put down a, a reservation for a booking now and lock in your dates. And if it, it changes, you know, you can send an email and, you know, get the rate uh, if it does happen to go down. Yeah, and we'll make sure we include a link on the uh, show notes page this week over to uh, Swan Dolphin so you can check out those discounts. Thank you, Bob. Uh, I have uh, Candlelight Processional. Uh, lunch and dinner packages are going to be available for booking starting July 2nd. And if you're going to be down here in December and you're going to do the candlelight processional, get these dinner packages now. That's really early this year. Well, you know, I think because the demand has just gotten insane hmm. that they're they're trying to get the, you know, I, I think they, they need to. They need to. July is a good time to start planning your, if you're going to be down here in Christmas, uh, if you want to come down for the holidays, uh, July is a good time to start planning that for that reason, actually, starting next week. And in each show in July, we're going to be doing a Christmas in July series, talking about various things you can do during the holidays through Walt Disney World. So that'll be in next week's show. But uh, the prices for the Candlelight Processional Package for lunch, they're doing lunch and dinner, for lunch range from $27.99 to $41.99 for adults. Prices for dinner are ranging from $32.99 to $47.99. And we also have the full list of the celebrity narrators. We'll be doing the... Uh, Candlelight Processional this year. Uh, David Robinson, have no idea who he is. John, he's, o he's a basketball player from San Antonio. Oh, that's why I don't know. <laughs> uh, John O'Hurley, who um, he's the guy that used to play on Seinfeld. Didn't yeah, he? He's I know who he is. Dancing with the Stars. And Dancing with the Stars. Peterman. Yeah. Right. He's Peterman from Seinfeld. Uh, Dennis Franz. He's from Hill Street Blues, NYPD yeah. Blues. Didn't he show his butt? Isn't that his, like a claim? He's going to during the Candlelight Processional. Oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy with the big red uh, round head. Felicia Rashad, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Neil Patrick Harris. Apparently, you have to have three names. To Doogie, Doogie Howser. I would like to see Neil Patrick. That's I like Doogie Howser. Neil Patrick Harris, who's batting for my team these days. Yeah. Uh, 
Kirk Cameron. Still like him. Kirk Growing Cameron. Pains. Uh, Edward James Almos. Uh, Gary Sinise. And one of my favorite actresses ever, Marley Maitland. I love Marley Maitland. She's a deaf. Oh, the, on West Wing. Actress. She was in the West Wing. Oh, okay. I love her. What are you talking about? We do. Uh, we oh, she, was, she won an Oscar for uh, Children of a Lesser uh, of God. A lesser God. We tell, the this, we tell the story all the time. We do. Our Christmas Eve tradition is always seeing the Candlelight Processional. I would like it if someone else would do it this year. I'm kind of over Gary Sinise, aren't you? Yeah. Well, last year he backed out, and that guy that was in it, who was in The Passion of the Christ. Didn't you guys have a bad experience last year? He was kind of, he changed the words. Uh, yeah. And I don't want the people changing the words. What's his name, words. Jim Caviezel? Caviezel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it wasn't the best reading. Of all the people ever. I've ever seen do the Candlelight Processional, the very best one. I've ever seen is Felicia Rashad. I was, I, oh, that she's was thinking she'd be the only one I'd want to see. She she puts the right amount of emotion into it. She has the right amount of excitement. She actually gives you goosebumps when she's talking. Oh yeah. Oh, she's wonderful. Well, she's Mrs. Cosby. Hello. Besides that, <laughs> she's actually the one Disney chose to record for the recording they sell of the Candlelight Processional. Her and uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Oh, I've never heard oh, that. Oh, I like yeah, that. Louis Gossett that, Jr. There's a version with him as well. He, yeah, that's really good. I will go see her. Just to hear her do it. Oh, also, one thing I do want to make sure I mention before we move on, um, that uh, the day this airs, uh, Tuesday, um, Diz Radio, or Diz Radio Station, is actually going to be silent. It's going to go off the air for a day. Uh, this is part of a... They're asking all the internet radio stations to go dark uh, tomorrow to protest the upcoming change in the law regarding uh, royalty payments that... Uh, Internet broadcasters have to pay. It's really uh, obscene what's going on right now. I'm going to include a link again in this week's show notes uh, so that if you're so inclined to learn more about what's going on and why I, about 80% of uh, 80% of Internet radio, that does not mean this show. This show does, this is not affected by this. This is our Diz radio station. We, we actually play Disney music 24-7. And... Uh, the royalty payments that we're going to have to pay on... I mean, I'm going to do my best to keep it up after the change goes into effect, but depending on how... You know, there are some estimates that could say the cost of, of running the station is going to triple, and it's already pretty expensive right now for us. So uh, we'll see. But a lot of stations, a lot of internet, internet radio stations are going to go away because of this, uh, uh, this, this change in the law that goes into effect July 15th. So we'll include a link in the show notes to that, and if, if you can... You really should make some phone calls, send some emails to your representatives in Congress because there's a bill pending right now that would that would stop this, and uh, they're getting they're slowly but surely gaining more and more support. So I've called my congressman and my senator. So I just wanted to make sure I threw that in, and cool. I'll let John go next. Disney just released some uh, discounts this past week. Uh, we have some annual pass holder discounts. We're gonna have all the information up on the site. And you can uh, see a link to it in the show notes. But pretty much any any time you want to travel between June of 2007 and the beginning of August 2007, August 4th, and you have an annual pass, you can get an annual pass holder discount. Um, any time between June 3rd, 2007 and September 29th, 2007, there are Florida resident rates available. Important to keep in mind that there are some blockout dates for both of these discounts, and they are subject to availability. The cruise, there's no new discounts on the Disney Cruise Line, but there are those same discounts for those Mediterranean sailings. Pretty much any of those 10 or 11-night sailings are dramatically reduced, so if you can get on any of those, that's a great deal. That transatlantic voyage coming back, 
is also a tremendous deal. So if you can take advantage of those, I'd advise you to do that. To save even more money, uh, you can take advantage of Dreams Unlimited Travel's shipboard credit offer. We offer a great shipboard credit on any sailing, but specifically on those Mediterranean and um, the transatlantic sailing coming back. Our shipboard credit is tremendous. You can get up to $300 in shipboard credits. Um, I also wanted to mention that uh, Dreams Villas has loaded 2008 rates and availability for the entire year. So if you're looking to book your 2008 vacation, you want to stay off property at a great uh, home-type environment, dreamsvillas.com. And what we're actually doing is um, we've reduced prices. We've done sort of an early booking uh, discount. So for the most part of the year, you're going to find $99 per night for a three-bedroom villa. That's awesome. 109 for a four-bedroom. And then... 119 for a three bedroom and 129 for a four bedroom pretty much all year long. So if you're looking to travel in 2008, now's the time to snatch up those rooms because they will go fast. And that's dreamsvillas.com. Cool. Thank you, John. Pete, mine is really quick. Uh, there's hundreds of croc threads on the disboards. I was in the airport this week picking up some family coming into town. The Crocs store in its original location in the Orlando International Airport has closed and moved to the other side of the shopping mall. The shopping mall is located between side A and side B, and it has tripled in size. And they have every style you can imagine. I just wanted people to know that it has moved, but it's bigger and better. If you're looking for the hard-to-find styles in some of the local stores, this is the place to get it. And hmm. they have the Disney Crocs there as well? They don't. The only place you can buy Disney Crocs is on the... Uh, the uh, is that Disney property? At, or on the Crocs website, I believe you can buy them. But no, they didn't have those. But they did have the school colors and things like that. Um, the but, store was mobbed. Absolutely mobbed the other day when I was in there. They have good colors? They have every color you can imagine, and they've come out with a whole bunch of new styles for women. I was going to ask you, remember the ones I was talking to you about with just the two straps they across the top? And they they have them in an, an amazing array of colors. I also read on one of the boards that they were looking for, I don't really even know what this is, but it was... It's like the Sasari style. It's a wedge. And I actually, hmm. the reason I'm saying this is because the woman next to me asked about it and it made my ears perked up because I heard that word. I read that word on the, on the Diz. They had those also in a full range of sizes. So by all means, if you're in the airport and walking through, it's in the shopping mall in between the two sides, but they do have the bigger store now. Corey, awesome. you drop me off and I'll run really fast. Okay. They have the Diz unplugged <laughs> orange color. I don't know. Right. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Mr. Martin. There's a um, a new Segway tour in test phase at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. It's every Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Tours begin at 8:30 and 11:30. They kind of you go along the trail rides and stuff like that on your Segway through the woods. Through the woods. Cool. Do do some off riding, Bob. All right. So the um, it's two hours long. $65 $65 per person. You have to be at least 16 years old to do it. Got that covered. And photo ID is required. There are some restrictions. There is a weight limit. Um, helmet. Oh. He- there's a weight limit, 250 pounds. I'm there. To ride the Segway. Helmets are provided. Um, they do give you a little uh, a little course on how to how to do this thing before they stick you on so it. So you don't hit a tree? Mm. <laughs> or somebody. But that's about it. Sounds I think that fun. sounds like fun. Yeah. It really yeah. does sound like fun. Like yeah. fun. Yeah, More so than Epcot. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I think so, too. Yeah. Chase squirrels. The thing, the thing that sounds exciting about Epcot is you do it before it opens. So it's a chance to sort of 
be the only people in the park kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, because you don't want to be on a Segway when there are hundreds of other people on, right. you know, on the but same But zipping walkway. through those trails out of Fort Wilderness sounds like fun. fun. Yeah. You have to meet at Fort, Fort Settlement Post. That's it's the little my, grocery store. That's my idea of hiking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for Rapid Fire this week, folks. We're going to move on, and next up is Forum Watch. And I'm going to start this week because I, um, I love this thread that I found uh, on the Theme Parks Forum. Um, uh, it's called uh, Best Walt Disney, Your Best Walt Disney World Secrets. This thread started in January of 2003. It's now been going on for four years. It's got about 3,000 posts on it and is running a little over 200 pages long. And uh, people are just sharing their best secrets, things, little things they've noticed over the years. Um, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thread. And I, I need to say thanks to uh, Debbie Hudson, who goes by the screen name D Canoli on the board. She took the time to go through these two hundred pages, these three thousand posts, and not only pull out all these tips and put them into a word document. Uh, but also to sort them and, and arrange them by, by theme park, by attraction. Um, it's an absolutely amazing document, and uh, we're going to... Uh, Debbie's been very kind, and uh, anybody who asks her for a copy of the document, she's been emailing it to them. We're going to have a, a copy of that document up on the DIS for download, and also some... Uh, I think we have them put into some web pages yeah. as well. Um, uh, just some great... Some, you know, some of it will be stuff you know, uh, some of it, I, I was surprised at some of the tips that I saw in there. So, But it's a huge document. It's like it the Word document's like 78 pages long. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Tells you where to get the uh, 100,000 points in Buzz Lightyear, mm -hmm. where, to, where to look for it. That's one of the ones I noticed. Mm -hmm. That's it. No. <laughs> I you were going like, to read a couple of them. I, it's well, just I one really long tip, yeah. 78 pages long. All about Buzz Lightyear. Well, that that's that one, and then there's some tips about uh, Carousel of Progress and uh, Astro Orbiter. There's a hidden Mickey on that, and so cool little well, things. So, well, personally, I think if you want to see the uh, the best of the Diz boards, threads like that uh, are a real good example. And you know, when you talk about our community and the people that pitch in to make the boards what they are, you've got people like Debbie. Yeah, that sounds um, like a real labor of love. That's you know, yeah. and I just I, I just wanted to make sure I, I, I mentioned how much I appreciate you know Debbie for what she's doing and uh, for many many everybody on the boards who goes over and above to help out the fellow posters. Yeah. I think that's what makes it makes the board so great. So. Somebody did that with the cruise line. There was a whole uh, thread about what to take with you, tips to things to take with you. And I know they talked about clothespins to hold the curtains closed. I'm paraphrasing, and I apologize. I don't have any of the information about who did it, but someone put together one of those laundry lists of you know the tips for Disney Cruise Line also. So there's one of those out there, too. And cool. the good thing Debbie's doing is she's keeping it current. Yeah, she's been. And you know it avoids paging through 100 or 200 pages of these uh, boards. To find all the tips, I mean, your head's ready to explode if if you do it. So Debbie's done a great service. This is a yeah, a great service, and they're, they're really good tips too. Yeah. So are we going to really, send really Debbie? A, are we going to send Debbie a t-shirt? I think we should send Debbie a t-shirt, maybe a few other things. Okay, cool. very cool. Maybe put a little care package together for Debbie to say thanks. So I just wanted to mention that. I also want to mention that I, I at the beginning of the show I kind of alluded to uh, the favorite catchphrases thread on the Dis Unplugged. Mm -hmm. Uh, discussion forum 
And uh, those guys, that's so funny. That is a funny, <laughs> funny, God. funny thread. It is. And I, I don't remember saying some of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Africa hot one. That one really. It's soda. It's soda. Yeah. <laughs> it's soda. I just wish it, it did put like a, a mug on there instead of the Coke bottle. Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. say Coke. It says cola. Whatever. Right. But because we were talking about mugs. Mugs. Yeah. It's yeah. soda. But uh, no, that's a that's a great uh, that's a great thread too. I've been getting a lot of enjoyment out of reading that. I've been, <laughs> I've been enjoying reading a lot of the threads on the. Uh, I do too. On the podcast board, so, all right, that's my forum watch. Who wants to go next? I will. How's that? Quick. Oh, Very John. fast, Bob. I thought we were going around the table, but that's okay. Go ahead. We are just yeah, the other John. way. We'll go this way. It's counterclockwise. Um, I mine's from the Disneyland. California board and someone want to know if Disney scooter gal want to know do I need earplugs for Aladdin she's referring to the Aladdin attraction at uh, California Adventure and the reason why this struck me and I didn't want to chime into the whole conversation we had before about Disneyland but it reminded me about the a trip we took and what a wonderful attraction that was the Aladdin show oh, that is oh, yeah. Isn't it's that incredible and it's one of those things where we talk about what they when they homogenize Disney and they put all the same stuff in the same parks, but I want that to come here. I well, <laughs> now, see, here's the thing, though. This is one of the advantages I think Disneyland has over Disney World, is its proximity to Los Angeles. The the kind of talent they get to do their live shows is a very big cut above what we have out here. Not only their their shows, but their streetmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it, they it's, have it's aspiring a actors and actresses. Yeah, I, and and. Disneyland's is you know there's a lot of famous people that used to play at Disneyland used to be in shows and Steve Martin characters and yeah. you know Sharon Stone was uh, was Mickey Mouse for a while at Disneyland so there's jokes waiting to happen yeah right <laughs> so you know people do get you know people do get noticed there got a lot of and I, I like I said whenever I've been out there it's obvious that the uh, the talent uh, the, the the professional talent is a cut above what we have out here okay that's the one thing i'd like to take back the Atla- the aladdin show in disney's california adventure is the one thing that i think is really cool out there one yeah. of the best shows i think anywhere and just for the to answer her question no you don't need earplugs it's not really loud but it's cool you should check it out if you're going i agree cool Kevin. Mine is from the Orlando Attractions and Orlando Hotels and Attractions thread, and it's uh, Hef4545 started the thread who wanted to know what was the closest 2Js to Disney. 2Js is a deli throughout Florida. It's a chain, and it's probably the closest thing we have to a real deli if you're from the Northeast. You know what a real deli is. A New York style deli. A New York style deli. It's probably the only thing we have in this area that's close to it and the closest one is only about five miles from the downtown disney entrance if you go out hotel plaza boulevard and take a left up uh, popka vineland road until you get to sand lake road it's probably about a five mile drive make a right and right there on your left hand side there is the dr phillips shopping area and there's a 2J's Deli in there. 2J's is open from early in the morning until late at night. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, they have a wide variety of stuff. And I'm not doing a restaurant review, but 2J's is one of the places that my family eats 
frequently. I love that place. Yeah, Two J's is a great for locals. Locals really enjoy going to Two J's. If you're looking for like a chicken soup kind of place, they have old fashioned matzo ball soup, chicken soup, chicken noodle soup. It's really a great place. If you're looking for a good Reuben, yeah, I get the Reuben, and then I get a, a thing of chicken, uh, chopped chicken livers on the side with it. Oh. oh. God. Hey, love chicken livers. That's one of the places. It's disgusting. It's not, no. it's not one of the places that we've ever reviewed, but I, I think anybody here would give it a, a, a thumbs up that anybody would like it. There's oh, a, yeah. the I've menu, only ever had breakfast and it was good. The menu is really, really wide, so there's something for everybody. In this bakery and then that chocolate cake, oh, to die for. They have a, it's, I think it's called Killer Cake. Death, death by Chocolate or something, I think. Uh, it's I think called. it's actually called Killer Cake. No, it's cake. called Killer Cake. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And you can, might even spot Kevin eating there. That's right. Or Bob. <laughs> Bob loves to go there. Bob is pretty much ruled by his stomach. Yes. These are, there's a couple of them in Orlando. This is the closest one to the park, so. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Corey. I have one that, um, that I found on the budget board. It's not a very long thread, but I think it needs to be brought up. Um, how much do you tip? I think anyone coming on vacation is going to have to tip several times, whether it be your housemaid your servers and stuff like that and it, there's a there's a few people that say how much they tip personally i for restaurant servers 20 to 25 percent i usually start at 20 it goes up or down from there but you know there there's one poster that actually said he doesn't tip he he doesn't consider that servers should be tipped oh. which drives me nuts <coughs> you know these servers don't get paid much Two thirty, two thirteen an hour. In uh, some if cases, if, if you don't tip, you deserve lousy service. Right. And there's uh, actually a server, a Walt Disney World cast member, wrote in. He talks about the Disney dining plan. How you know it's included, eighteen percent is included, but they don't get those tips to to their paycheck. They don't get those at the end of the night, wow. which I thought was pretty surprising. Yeah. You know? What uh, to expand on that? You're right. They they don't get their gratuity. They get it in their paycheck. So now they're paying taxes on that, which they should be paying taxes on it anyway. Yeah, you but should be claiming know, your cash. Yeah. But you, you we know. don't know how that works out. If you got to buy gas on the way home, exactly. you know that type of thing. There is this very strong rumor that they're going to be removing the gratuity from the Disney dining plan in the future. And so what this means now is that it's even more important to understand the Disney dining plan because your servers aren't going to get anything. Yeah. So if you're yeah. eating there, you got to include that tip. Also, um, what happens is you get a lot of we get a lot of uh, people from Europe, and in Europe, tipping is completely different than it is here, right. and it's included in the meal price. There's a service charge for sitting down in a restaurant. There's a bread and water charge. So it's important for people from other countries to understand what our culture is here for tipping. That's right. one of the things they do is uh, over a group of six, they add the gratuity in automatically and i think that's part of the reason i'm one of those people that if you add the gratuity in you that's get, all you're getting that's yeah. all you're getting exactly yeah, it's, it's russian roulette you know right. you kind of got to read yep. your tables but I yeah agree. i mean a lot of people you know especially a lot of people from other countries that aren't familiar with the with the policy here yeah um tend to not tip at all tipping to me is a double-edged sword i'm one of those people who thinks that waiters and waitresses should be paid a fair wage i've worked in service jobs a lot since I was a kid, and I worked in service jobs that you were not tipped, and I barely I made minimum wage. So I understand that I could be one of those people who could argue either for or against tipping. Well, there was I, yeah, there were some places that just 
you know, you see a tip cup. Like you go to their drive through at McDonald's and they have a tip cup. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not tipping you. I'm not tipping you. Right. You know, I just. And order. I understand that waiters and waitresses make $2.13. I really do. But I also say to myself, you know what? There are other jobs available to you. So that's a, a choice you make. So I can, as I said, I can argue either side. Yeah, unless somebody in McDonald's. He said exactly what that guy said. <laughs> I was reading it. No, what this guy says is that you should be able to negotiate with the restaurant your your salary. That's not that's, how it works. That's a bunch of BS. That's not how it works. No, it's once not you, how it works. No. Because once you get to a certain salary in a restaurant, you're actually let go. Because that's somebody who never anywhere. waited a table in his life. Right. Yeah. See, I waited tables through college, and I saved up money to move here to Orlando. So right. every tip I got went, went into a jar. The way, Corey's moving to Orlando jar. The way <laughs> we've set things up, the way our... Society has set things up as you understand that people who are waiting tables earn their money through their tips. As right. I said, I could argue either yeah. side. I'm not arguing against not tipping. Trust me. Right. But I, I'm just I'm saying. I'm generous that. with my tips. I, but I understand what people are saying. I've worked service jobs where you didn't get right. any tips and you were still expected to give good service. Right. right. So now, yeah. what they didn't mention, though, is there's other people that you, other people you should be tipping along the way. The hotel maid. Hotel maid. People who handle your, your luggage. Should always bellman. tip bellman. You should always tip them. What do you think uh, is a good tip for a bellman? Uh, it's a usually two bag. two dollars a bag. Dollar to two dollars a bag, depending yeah. on the weight of the bag. Um, also, uh, the valet person mm-hmm. should get a tip as well. Five dollars is usually right. Yeah, five dollars is acceptable yeah. when you're valeting. Customary, depending also too on what you're paying for valet. If valet is free, I'll tip more. Yeah. Because I'm understanding that you know if I'm not no. more. And just in, in just in case someone from uh, another country is listening to the show and wants to know the customary tip for uh at restaurants it's uh considered 15 15 is considered customary 15 percent of your of your total bill um is is considered a customary tip if the service is bad you go down if the service is good you go up but 15 percent is considered normal now the other thing i would like to mention is we use the disney dining experience all the time and when you hand them the disney dining experience card they take 20 percent off the the price of your check we always tip on the amount the check was originally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So that the server does not get penalized penalized right. for us using a discount. Same thing with gift certificates. You should do the same thing. If you have $50 off, don't, you know. And then one more thing is you, you want to tip on the amount of the order itself and not that you don't include the tax. That's the customary thing to do is 15% of the base order food and drink, not the tax. My form watch comes from the community board. It's a thread called Metro New Orleans Dizzers Check-In. I was invited by the Bead Pirate over on our unplugged uh, forum board, right? Yeah. I don't know the technical <laughs> word. Sorry. Either one. It's all the same. It's all, all the same. But um, so I went over there and I just kind of posted a hello to everyone and I got so many responses. I've chatted with I Love Jack O2, Flora Fauna, the Bead Pirate, um, Chauvin, Lucas, and Tiger Cat. Most of them are LSU graduates or fans, and I've already exchanged recipes with uh, two people. Well, I gave two of mine away. I haven't gotten any back yet. I haven't asked, but um, it's really cool. I felt like I was visiting with people from home because they're all so friendly and nice, and uh, they chat about you know redecorating their homes. And I mean, the amount of time spent talking about food is just incredible to me. But it's also <laughs> fun at the same time because these are all things that I love to eat and I don't get very much. <laughs> So I'm hoping to get some really good recipes from these ladies and the one gentleman I spoke to. Cool. Cool. Corey, what's that thing you say when you see someone from LSU? You always yell it out. Go Tigers? Yeah. Yeah. Every time I'm getting that theme park, <laughs> you see somebody with LSU, he yells, go Tigers. Go ahead, Bob. So uh, my forum watch is uh, on the theme parks, attractions, and strategies off of the trip planning forums. 
and it's which is the best ride in all the world and they've listed uh some rides that they're taking a poll i like i like when they take polls and uh the rides or attractions they listed were the haunted mansion splash mountain pirates of the caribbean spaceship earth mission space test track expedition everest kilimanjaro safari it's a tough to be a bug uh, rock and Roll Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Fantasmic. Now, the one that got the most votes uh, when I was looking at it was Splash Mountain, and uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, the next highest one was Expedition Everest, which I think should be up there uh, near the top. But the ones they didn't add into the poll, which I think they should add, is Soaring wasn't added in there, and Mickey's Phil of Magic, those two. Mm-hmm. And I think those are something that should be addressed on that. But I thought it was a neat poll, and you know, people can go and check it out and see what the results are. I think the best ride on a property is the ride on the monorail from the Ticket and Transportation Center to Epcot. Oh, yeah. Yep. You and I agree on that. So that's mine for this week. Cool. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for Forum Watch. We're going to move on. And Kevin has a review of a new Disney guidebook. Pete, I was given a copy of The Complete Walt Disney World by Julie and Mike Neal. It's um, brand new for 2007, and I have to tell you, there was a great deal of hoopla that came out around the Zagat Guide. I've explained to you before that I thought that was just a big old waste of time and money. I think this is excellent. They have decided to focus their attention on the attractions and things to do in the Magic Kingdom, and they have gone in-depth. As being a Disney geek myself, I thought I knew of most stuff. They've taught me stuff that I had no idea existed. Really? Yeah. Um, things like, for instance, in Mickey's Magic, Donald's voice was not re-recorded for this new attraction. They lifted his vocal tracks out of old Donald Duck cartoons. Mm -hmm. And there's a reference guide in here that everything he said comes from a pre-recorded Donald Duck short. And they give you the filmography if you want to go back and listen to him say these things where you can find them. Oh, that's funny. They go attraction, attraction. It's all divided by land and by theme park and things like that. I have to tell you, I think this... I know, there's one of my catchphrases. <laughs> Got to tell you. Um, take a shot. <laughs> Every time Kevin says it, you got to take really, a shot. The entire table would be drunk all the time. Um, I think it's really, really informative. They tell you certain things to look for in each attraction if you want to get the most out of the attraction. There's also some great photography in here. This is not Disney stock photographs. They've been allowed to use some really tremendous shots, things that I've never seen before. So I think this is a great book. One of the things they don't do is they don't give opinions on restaurants. They tell you the approximate prices. They use the little dollar sign figures for moderate or inexpensive moderate inexpensive and they list the type of thing that you'll find but they make no judgments on whether it's good or bad they're leaving that to me (laughs) um let me give you a little example some fun finds at the entrance of pirates visible through some windows on the right of the right queue two chess playing pieces in a dungeon apparently reached stalemate some time ago the skeletons stare at the board now that's not something i would notice but it's a kind of a cool fact yeah um, oh, we've all seen those skeletons, but you never really look at the chess. Right. Apparently, they've board. reached checkmate. Um, 
In the harbor attack, a sign on the ship's stern reveals the name of the ship is the Wicked Wench. One of the things that I always, I'm never in front of the characters long enough to hear what they're saying. So they, they go back and they tell you, Barbosa yells, strike your colors, you blooming cockroaches. Uh, during the interrogation, the captain, where that's where they're dipping the man in the well. The <laughs> captain has a book in his hand. When the pirates ask the mayor where Jack is, his wife calls from the window, don't tell him, Carlos, don't be chicken. The person responds, I am no chicken. I will not talk. Jack's hands in that scene are resting on the derriers of the female forms around him. Uh, during the bridal auction, uh, the first woman in line is beaming, happy to be sold. The auctioneer refers to her overweight figure as a stout-hearted and corn-fed and asks her to shift your cargo, dearie. Show him your larboard side. <laughs> I... At one point, one of the young ladies lifts up her skirt and the auctioneer yells, strike your colors, you brazen wench. No need to expose your superstructure. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I've heard those. Uh, have you? I, I don't, I don't ever... really, can, I can't really hear them either. The one that I, caught me the best was um, at the end, Jack Sparrow. Jack says, my reward for a life of villainy, larceny, skullduggery, and persnickety. After he sings yo-ho, the yo-ho phrase, he says, maraud and embezzle and even hijack, at which point the parrot starts yelling, hijack, hijack. I just thought this was really interesting. There's something about each attraction in here that gives you information that you would either never know or just kind of, if you knew, didn't know all the details of. I just think it's a great book. I think if you're looking for that level of information, this is not just a touring guide. It sounds to me like that lady who gave you the tips... That sounds like a great touring yeah. guide also. This is for the Disney file. Yeah. This is the, the fine-tuning. I think it's really, really interesting. It's and being a diehard Disney fan, a lifelong Disney fan, this offered me a great deal of insight to stuff I didn't know. It's designed really well, too. I mean, it's user-friendly uh, from what I've looked at and read. It, of all the ones I've seen, this is the least dry some of them are, you know, turn left, turn right, go stand in line, get a yeah. fast pass. Stuff you already know. I found this really useful. Really useful and really interesting. I also found this interesting reading even when not planning a trip. But again, I find Disney trivia mm -hmm. really interesting. I would recommend you all pick up a copy of it. That's my opinion. Awesome. I took a look at it uh, real real briefly, and what it struck me about it was the the couple was from, I forget where they were from originally, and they wrote a guidebook about where they used to live. They loved Disney. They moved here. They decided we're going to write a guidebook about Disney. It took us a year to, let, to write our last guidebook. I think they were in Aspen. They said, oh, it'll take us a year to write about Disney. It took them five years. And they, he even, they explained that uh, the wife would ride the rides over and over and over again. She wrote Tower of Terror. I can't tell you how many times just to make sure that she was able to record every sound every nuance every aspect of the ride both on the left and the right she hand took side. notes on every ride yeah. another one with a great job yeah exactly <laughs> it's it's really in my opinion it's the best one i've read really the best guidebook i've read you know i don't really believe it's a guidebook i don't think they market it. it's not a, marketed as a guidebook or written as a guidebook i just think it's informational because they don't tell you here's when to visit here's not when to visit they talk about things like what the different passes are and what the different hotels are and things like that. But there's no, as far as I remember, there was no um, touring plans per se. Hmm. 
Sounds like it, it wouldn't well, go out of out of. Uh, yeah, it's timeless. It's timeless. Exactly. For the information. I think that's a smart way to do it too. Yeah. As long as the the attraction's still there, you know those things. Yeah, I mean you can. I update. guess I was just using the word guidebook. It's it, the the title is actually the def, the. Mm, well, I want to hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good title. The definitive Disney handbook. handbook. And I guess I he's right. I would call it a Disney handbook as opposed to a guidebook. And some very interesting reading, uh, apparently. Right. It's a very it's a user guide. It gives you a history of what the actual park is about. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to put. Uh, Do I have to give this copy back? That's me. Uh, no. Okay, good. I want to keep it. Okay. Oh, that's mine. <laughs> I gave you that. I want to read it. Yeah, it came to, to us in our. It, it came to us in our mail. Okay. <laughs> they, they say something about possession being nine tenths of the law. We'll, 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 order, we'll order some more. Uh, we'll order some more. Corey can't read it. It's not in Creole. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's not in Cajun. Um, Sorry. We'll make sure we put uh, links uh, in the show notes to uh, the book. Now, I know this was a review copy that we were sent. Uh, is it available now for sale? Is it? Uh, I'll check Amazon. I'll have to check. But uh, great. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. And uh, let's take a Yes, piece. it is for sale. I saw it in the bookstore in Celebration. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for that review. Um, and uh, before we move on to Bob, I just want to mention that this week's Mickey moment the video that's going out with the show is uh, going to be Blizzard Beach. And uh, I, I was really kind of, uh, I was taken aback by the uh, popularity of uh, last week's video, Send Bob to the Parks, the Star Wars video. Uh, got a lot of... Uh, <laughs> that was fun. Got, got a lot of positive comments. And uh, I, I know you guys would love to see that every week. That uh, actually took a lot of work <laughs> to put that one together. So I, I can't promise you those every week, but uh, you know we'll, we, we are we are planning our next one. We've got a, actually a couple more planned right now. Um, when I'm just not going to say because I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't mean to interject here, but I don't think anybody knows the amount of work that you put into this, and I think yeah. they need to know how much work you actually put into making sure that this show gets up and ready every week. It does. It does take a lot of work, and I think that <laughs> needs to be noticed. We just sit here and talk. But then, then we, we leave, leave you with this big old pile of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 record we record the show. Um, I I would say right now probably the show consumes about two full days for me um, between prepping for it and recording it and then editing it and getting everything up. And of course that and that does not include doing anything with the video. The video is always separate. And um, I tend to be a little uh, a little anal retentive with the video. And this, the, the, two, the two days you're talking about is this one show, Just right? doing this show, yeah. Right. So when we had a universal show that, that, to the mix, that's that, even Yeah, longer. days like today where we're doing three shows, we're doing this show, the email show, and the universal show. is Those are killer. Those are killer days for me. Mm. But no, it's a, it's a labor of love, though. I, I really enjoy it. I've gotten... Uh, the editing process is, uh, is interesting. I just take... You know, I, I could probably do it quicker, um, but I really take my time, and I like to listen, you know... We're on YouTube too, aren't we now? Yeah, we add, well we added the that video, the Send Bob to the Parks video we put up on YouTube. Yeah. So that's cool. There are links to that on the uh, on the show notes page from uh, last week and on the discussion board. But um, yeah, so well, I'm, I'm I'm just glad everybody enjoyed the video. It was a lot of fun putting it together, and um, we'll be doing some other ones. We may need to post warnings that people should not watch or listen to these while they drive <laughs> <laughs> or walk on a treadmill. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to set the bar too high. I don't know, you know, how funny the next one's going to be. So, this one turned out pretty good. But I do not want to be responsible for anyone getting into a car accident. 
<laughs> no, I'm just glad people liked it. It was it was a lot of fun putting that together, and and uh, so. All right, well, we're going to move on then, and uh, Bob is going to talk to us a little bit about some tips for taking pictures in the parks and specifically taking pictures of fireworks. So what do you okay, got, Bob? Pete, I got uh, shooting fireworks is probably one of the hottest things to do when you're taking pictures. It, it really is. Uh, Corey can agree with that, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Basically, the first thing you have to remember is location, location, location. If you got to look to where you want to shoot the fireworks. If people are going to be in front of you, uh, pick a good location that is available to you. Uh, I like to go over near Crystal Palace right along the railing there. You get a pretty good shot of the fireworks there. In the Magic Kingdom. Right, in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, around Epcot, you can get some good shots over as you come into the entrance to World Showcase right there along the way or over by on the bridge uh, between uh, the U.K. and uh, France. So pick your location. You know, think about it. If if this is what you want to do is get some pictures, you don't uh, want to take one of those handheld Instamatic cameras that are cardboard. Those aren't going to take good pictures. You you really need to have a, a camera that can handle... The, uh, the fireworks and the night photography. The other thing you need is you need to steady the camera, okay? Uh, things you can use, uh, the railings or, or something like that. And just top of a trash can Top sometimes. of a trash can, something like that. If you have a small tripod, uh, you might be able to uh, set that up. But uh, you just have to steady the camera to get a good picture. Uh, I use a camera. I have the uh, Canon uh, camera, and I have a, a cable release on the camera. That so when I set the camera down and take the picture, I'm not pushing the button. I'm actually pushing the cable release. To not make sure you, make sure you don't move the camera right, at all while the picture is being taken. Because it, just a minimum of motion, it's going to screw up the picture. I, I fireworks pictures are the hottest thing to do, and. I just take a million pictures because you end up sorting through them and seeing which ones worked and which ones don't. You got to judge the timing and everything else. Uh, make sure you, your film setting. You don't need a high speed film, a real high speed film. You can use an ISO uh, 100, 200, or 400 because once the fireworks go off, it, it's going to light up the sky, so it, it's going to be brighter than the, the dark. I also think most people are using digital cameras now. Yeah. So uh, when you're using a digital camera, you should set it for a landscape mode because one of the things that is hard for the camera to do is to focus on the fireworks. So by setting the landscape mode, it's going to set it to infinity, and you won't have to worry about the camera zooming in and out and, and stuff like that. To, to actually focusing it To now. focusing. So, or just shoot it in manual and take it and put it on manual focus and set it to infinity, which is the best way that I find for dealing with it. The other thing you want to remember is making sure that you have a lot of memory sticks if you have a digital camera or a lot of film because uh, more film, you, you're only going to get like 36 pictures, so you have to 
space them out. You're not going to have time to go and reload the camera. So, you know, don't take all your pictures at the beginning. Wait till some of the pictures for the finale when it gets really spectacular. Uh, memory cards, make sure your memory cards are formatted and, you know, ready to go so you can take a lot of pictures. I like to take pictures in the raw format. Uh, <laughs> you mean you're naked when you take the pictures? Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the raw format on the digital on the camera. camera. The, the highest quality. So the if you have an 8 megapixel camera set at a high quality, one thing, um, make sure you turn your flash off. If your flash isn't going to do, uh, do, do your picture, all, right. any, all any your flash is going to do is illuminate whatever is directly in front of you, you know, and, and, and wipe it out. You know, I actually use the standard setting on on my camera, and I usually stay right there in the middle of Main Street, so I have a direct shot of the castle, and I let the camera focus on the castle. That way, it's not jumping all around, and then it's just set when the fireworks are shooting over. It, so. Yeah, so pick something that it's going to focus on, and have a lot. You know, make sure your battery on the camera is is fully charged because like the magic kingdom wishes it lasts 11 minutes so you're going to seem so much longer no it's 11 minutes because i can hear it from my house every every night and you can hear the finale going at 11 past but make sure the battery is fully charged so you have enough battery and put in a memory stick that's going to let you take a, a bunch of pictures or have another one formatted, like I said before. Yeah, don't go to Disney World with a 32-meg uh, memory stick. Right. You're going to be out of pictures real fast. You want to be looking at at least five, a memory stick that's got 512 megs to 1 gig right. I of storage usually, on yeah, it, at least. For the fireworks, prices on those have come down. Yeah, it's not nearly as expensive as it used to be. Right. So those are uh, some of the things that you know are needed to take a good fireworks picture. And uh, so I just figured I'd, I'd throw that in. You know, I, fi- I find also that, you know, there are so many differences in nuanced differences in the settings between, from camera, digital camera to digital camera. One of the best things to do, if you're not sure what setting to use, try taking some night shots before you leave. Try just taking some, some faraway night shots with your camera. Pra- you know, practice with different settings. See which, which settings give you the best image. Um, you know, when, whenever you're taking low light pictures in low light scenarios, there's always that risk. Any motion at all is going to make the, the camera blur or yeah. make, make the picture blur. Yeah. So, and even with videos, a lot of people shoot the video of the thing. You got to put it on a manual setting because the camera, if it's doing an autofocus thing, it's going to be looking. It's going to focus on the fireworks well, and then it's gone. And again, that also depends on well, on how well your video camera works in low-light scenarios. We have two cameras that we use here. One is uh, what's considered a prosumer. Um, it's a Sony. Uh, it, it's a digital video. It's kind of bulky. It's kind of a, it's a bigger camera. And then I have a regular consumer high-def Sony handheld. Well, the, the prosumer Sony, the big one, is phenomenal in low-light. Mm. It is just phenomenal. Whereas the other Sony, the little high-def one, is horrible. In low light, yeah, my Panasonic too. That yeah. we shoot um, some of the video with is it, most it ha- most of your most of your handheld consumer video cameras tend to be not all of them, but a good number of them tend to be really lousy in low light situations. So, you know, something like Spectral Magic's a little different. It's very illuminated, as uh, you know, yeah. the whole thing is very illuminated. That usually throws off enough light that you're okay no matter what. But for fireworks. 
you're you know there. It's it's different. I, I mm-hmm. uh, most video cameras are going to have trouble with fireworks. Right. And getting back to the digital cameras, does a lot of the digital cameras have a lot of lag time uh, recording to the to the cot? So you have to really be careful of you know you you may be snapping away and then all of a sudden it's it's writing it to the cot and all your good shots are going by because you have to wait for the camera. So get to know your camera a, a lot and like you said, go out and. and work with it a little bit i always end up with blurry pictures of smoke yeah so i mean the the secret is you know taking it off of autofocus because the camera is always going back and forth and trying to be crazy it's it's really weird so i thought i'd just throw those in there uh with fourth of july coming up but in general anytime you're at the magic kingdom i hate seeing people waste their film you know it's not as bad with digital because Delete, delete, delete. Once you know, it's what it's I. It's always kind of sad when you see the person who's got the disposable camera pointed up at the fireworks and the flash goes off, and you just want to say, "It's Nothing not going to come out." It's going to come out. The only and disposable camera you should be buying are the waterproof ones to bring like to the water park. Those are actually like very good. Yeah, they, they take are. great yeah, Diana, pictures. Diana takes those. We use them on our cruise all the time. So that's something you know. I just want to throw out there helpful tips. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Varley. Before we wrap up, I want to mention that uh, we did pick a winner this week from uh, uh, for our email contest. What we do is uh, we take uh, at the end at the end of every month we take all the emails that we read on the show. We select one at random, and that person gets an opportunity to select from. We have thirty envelopes here, each one with a prize in it, and uh, the selected winner gets to choose a number one through thirty, and then we open that on the show. Unfortunately, we did not uh, get in touch with our winner until until late, so we have not heard back from him yet. We are going to have uh, the reveal of his prize next week, but we want to say uh, congratulations to uh, Brandon from Kansas City, Missouri. He is our winner this uh, this month, and uh, next week we will have the prize for him, but I just wanted to let everybody know that we did select a winner this month, Brandon from Kansas City. Thanks for your email, and... Uh, for those of you who would uh, like to have a shot at winning a prize next week or next month, uh, just make sure you send us your emails. If we read it on the show, we not only send you a Diz Unplugged t-shirt, but we also enter you for a chance to win one of those 30 fabulous prizes. A, and one of those prizes now that you could possibly win, one of the prizes in there, is uh, a chance to review a restaurant with uh, Kevin Close. On your next visit to Orlando. That'd be exciting. Do they get to pick? (laughs) (laughs) Do they get to pick the restaurant, or does Kevin get to pick the restaurant? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe we could discuss it. Because you know they're going to pick some place where they want to see you have a hissy fit. We should re-review a bad restaurant. We want to find the worst restaurant in Disney World and take Kevin there. No, did you say someone wants you to go back to the Coral Reef? I would not hesitate to go back to the coral. They want to know if the crab cake was back or not. I no, it's not. <laughs> One of the things we have to keep in mind when we review a restaurant is it's a snapshot. I've been to restaurants that I like. We've been there repeatedly and had an abysmal experience one night. Our, our restaurant reviews are based on one unannounced visit. That's one of the reasons people keep asking me where we're going to review next. I can't really tell you where I'm going to review next, only because I don't want to let you know people know. So it's an unannounced kind of thing. 
First of all, they have no idea who I am either. So it's not like right. they're, they're standing by the front door. Oh, here comes. Here comes Kevin's Kevin. Coming. Kevin's coming. Kevin's coming. Tell the kitchen. But I just Leopold, it's still, Leopold, Leopold. Leopold. Kevin's coming. <laughs> I don't even understand that. That's Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny reference. your Bugs Bunny reference. Oh, it's Leopold. 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 <laughs> it was the Barber of Seville episode where he was doing the... Where he was dressed up. Are you talking yeah, about he was his wig and all? He was yeah. going to be the conductor of the opera. <laughs> We'll discuss the winner, and I will discuss where we're going to go eat. Cool, cool. Well, that is going to do it for us this week, folks. Of course, we have our email show uh, also up this week. So, for those of you who are going to be listening to that, we'll see you in a little bit. For those of you not staying with us, we hope you enjoyed the show this week, and we will be back again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye.